Welcome to the EduTech Me podcast, hanging out with Suzette Bailey, Carrie Benedet, myself, Ben Newsom. Jonathan Shack is missing this, and I suppose he would have enjoyed this because we're looking deeply at ways that AI can help from preventing issues with health, which let's be honest, all four of us, we're slowly getting older, maybe perhaps me more than others, I don't know. But either <laughs> way, <laughs> prevention of these things is something that is very close to the heart of every mm. single person on this planet. Isn't this handy, Suzanne? Very much so. I mean, the whole ability to have preventative medicine being brought about because of AI. I mean, us as humans, we're not particularly great at necessarily doing the right thing um, because we don't necessarily associate the risk of something happening because it's somewhere in the future. We don't think about it. Whereas if AI is giving us a you know, 70% chance that this is going to happen um, within the next 12 months, you're going to probably take a lot more notice of it than, oh, it may happen sometime in the future, or you may not even get it at all. I mean, this, the particular study of uh, being able to determine if a lung tumor will reoccur in within a two-year period for a particular somebody who's done radiation therapy and being able to say to the patient it's you know it's likely to be 50 percent likely that you'll get another tumor people are going to be able to take steps to um address that or put strategies around to reduce mm. their likelihood uh so i think this is a really big huge benefit for both doctors as well as also patients I'm just going to speak from a, a pure perspective of age and being very close to some of these cutoff um, dates for, um, you know, increased falls, um, increased health issues, all that sort of thing. So when I look at um, perhaps uh, an algorithm that can take, take a snapshot of your walking gait and then predict if you are going to be at risk of falls, um, I'm interested in that. I'm actually interested because at the moment I, you know, health and fitness, but also longevity and strength is a really important thing. How many people do you hear in your family that have been diagnosed with osteoporosis or um, knee, knee reconstructions or hip con, um, con, reconstructions, um, anything like that? Um, anything around our cancers, um, more and more we've got in information coming to us through the help of artificial intelligence. I think it's absolutely amazing. 100%. I mean, even some things that I've, you wouldn't even realise are connected. I mean, only just recently in medical news, AI can now predict Parkinson's from nighttime mm. breathing patterns. And it's not something I would even think of. I mean, I suppose someone who highly knows this, it's a very, very specialised skill, but yeah. I mean, gosh, that's amazing. Absolutely. Well, you know, most of us have got relatives who are living in their 90s. And I think just recently, um, oldest Australian was 110. Um, and I'm thinking there, there's, there's lots of things there about um, longevity and health and mortality. But if you looked at our predisposition and how we live a, a life that's going to encourage the best um, uh, life experience and health, well, then we'd all want to know a couple of the things that are um, perhaps starting to show up in us so that we can do something about it um, sooner rather than later, I, I would think. So I think, you know, I, we've all got people in our families who are, who are products of increased medical intelligence and research and um, improvements 
also on around blood tests around yeah. lung lung cancer um 80 chance of diagnosing early stage lung cancer which is very quite a um, prolific and very fast uh kind of cancer to be able to have 80 percent chance of knowing that if you if the person's going to get it and then coupling that with a ct scan can result in something like 50 percent reduction in unnecessary procedures that is huge yeah. you know you can go to a blood test have a blood test to see if you are at risk then you go off to have a cat scan um and then then you don't actually have to have surgery or anything like that and you you've increased your quality of life um, reduced unnecessary procedures, as well as on top of that, um, actually caught the cancer early. So you've probably mm. saved your life as well. Well, it's got implications for how we fund our health systems and our hospitals. And so there's there's added bonus here as well for the big budgets, you know, of populations, countries, and how accessible we make it to everybody because there's a whole lot of... Um, anomaly around access um you know to, to medical medical health and services around the world absolutely i was just thinking then about how we ensure our vehicles at work of all things uh so where you garage them who drives them where do they drive them and how badly <laughs> that determines the cost yeah. of our monthly insurance premium and so if we think about like what we we kind of have like a one size fits all based on our age in Australia, at least, give or take our, um, you know, what conditions we might be bringing into the policy. But after that, it's a one size fits all. So yeah. if I haven't had anything major, they'll go, well, you might have an X percent chance of something certain happening to me. But if nothing's actually showing or any chance is showing, that means that I don't necessarily have to have it. I don't know whether you'd want to take this up or not, but it's, it's something that could certainly be an interesting thing. But even, even now, if, if you've got, sorry, Suzette, if, even now you think about going overseas, right? And what you, if you've had a heart attack, a stroke, if you have any pre-existing conditions that are specified on the insurance policies, <laughs> um, it's your, your insurance premium starts to, starts to go up. And so sometimes people are saying, actually, I can't afford the insurance. I, I actually want to do the trip, but I, I can't do that. Or they fight very hard to get things taken off their medical record. And I know people who've done that as well, going, I did not, no, 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 that that I did not have that episode. That's that's incorrect. And they've fought to to get it off their off their medical record. So there's a whole lot of implications. I mean, you've got professional um, you've got personal um in um income insurance, you have life insurance, um, the policies around uh, you know, there's there's a whole range of different insurance policies that this comes in. Mm -hmm. And Yes, this is sort of the, the other side of the coin of being more available, you know, this kind of data being more available, should it then also then be more declarable um, <laughs> for insurance premiums and things? Because actuaries yeah. have for a long time tried to get as much data and as much information about you to to be able to give a better you know sort of to de-risk their insurance and that sort of thing uh and this is i mean when dna um, testing or dna uh, uh testing started there was a really big push to everyone should have it and should be included in insurance and they had to sort of be very um there was a whole lot of discussion around would it need you know could it be con uh, be considered if you had a dna test would it actually be um, 
affect your insurance premiums, particularly in like the US and things like that, where every, you have to have health cover. Um, so yeah, so I think it's it's there's a whole lot of aspects to this that it's fantastic around di- um, diagnosis and things, but you know, is there a potential dark side to it as well? I might go to the light side as well, because it's very easy to go down the Gattaca side of, of that type <laughs> of thing for sure. Um, what if we go down the light side? What if it says, you know what? You're just awesome. And not only that, you would be fantastic as you, oh, we predict you as a brilliant gymnast. You might not do gymnastics oh, right now, yes. but you'd be unreal right now. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like it's sort of, you could go the other way. Based on you now whatever data you got, I'm just making it up, but it could be used otherwise. It could be, but I just had a picture of what um, what might happen if you landed at, um, say, Frankfurt Airport, and you've got they've got this fancy AI happening, and it's going to going to actually do a whole body scan, but it also can can look at your your <laughs> immune system and your and you go ding 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 ding. We're not letting you in. You didn't declare this on your um. So I, the humorous side comes up as well, um, but anyway. <laughs> Just in the side, listeners, we'd be really interested in what you think about um, the, you know, the potential for AI to be diagnostic and to actually help level out um, the equity around healthcare and access to healthcare around the world. Because let's face it, humanity is what we're all about. Um, people are, are precious. We're, we're we are important. And um, we want to thrive in life and work, and AI as a tool can help us do that. You've been listening to the EduTech Me podcast. Will you prevent your health issues, or will you take this on, or will you ignore it completely? Either way, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Thanks very much for hanging out with us. Bye. Thanks for listening to the EduTech Me podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to get notified about new episodes.